First, they suggest that the subject matter is passé in an era that has abandoned experience for discourse about experience. Second, they worry that an approach that compares religious and non-religious things will wind up being reductionistic. That is, it will reduce religion to something else. And third, they offer critiques of scientific methods and claims drawn from science studies. While I don't deny the many legitimate concerns humanists have raised relative to scientific methods and claims, I don't think these concerns should stop us from engaging with research on the other side of the academic divide. The book addresses the subject of religious experience directly and the problems of reductionism and humanistic fears of the sciences indirectly and by example. The orientation of the book is practical more than philosophical. In the process of identifying the methods that will allow us to cross back and forth across this humanistic scientific divide more easily and responsibly, I draw from work in religious studies, anthropology, history, philosophy of science, psychology, and neuroscience. In doing so, I sidestep contentious issues where possible, privileging method over theory and philosophy in the interests of actually crossing the divide, while alerting readers to the unresolved philosophical and theoretical issues. The book is not intended to address all the thorny issues surrounding religious experience, but is designed to alert researchers to some of the most hotly contested issues and to provide suggestions for dealing with those that directly affect the way we set up and conduct our research. The book presupposes that we humans are reflexively conscious biological animals, that is, animals who are not only consciously aware, but aware of being aware. This means that our experience can be studied both as a biological phenomenon from the science side of the divide and as a subjective phenomenon from the humanistic side. The book is written for those interested in taking both perspectives into account to develop a naturalistic understanding of experiences deemed religious. Such a pursuit doesn't rule out religious understandings of experience that are compatible with a naturalistic approach, but it doesn't develop them. My own view is that the cultivation of some forms of experience that we might want to deem religious or spiritual can enhance our well-being and our ability to function in the world, individually and collectively. Identifying those forms, however, is not the purpose of this book. My eagerness to get on with the task is fueled by a long-standing set of interdisciplinary interests. Although trained as an historian of religion with a particular focus on Christianity in the modern era, I was originally drawn into the field through discussions of theory and method, an interest I've maintained throughout my career. I was able to integrate those interests or at least bring them into conversation with one another, in my book, Fits, Trances, and Visions, which trace the history of the interaction between experiencing religion 
and medical and psychological explanations of experience over time. Though this wasn't its overt focus, Fitz, Trances, and Visions was inspired by the realization that there are commonalities between multiple personality, possession trance, and religious inspiration that are rooted in capacities of the mind, and that new insights could be generated by comparing the similarities and differences between them. This comparison, which has continued to fascinate me, led to further work across the disciplines of psychiatry, anthropology, psychology, and religious studies over the past decade, and in the process generated the methodological reflections that make up the present book. My particular interest in and preoccupation with